listening to Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 16th chapter. Then Jesus said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, what will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig. I am ashamed to beg. I've decided what, I, what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, how much do you owe my master? He answered, a hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and make it 50. Then he asked another, how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and make it 80. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much, and whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with dishonest wealth, who will entrust you with true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What an interesting text, right? I mean, it it just, I mean, it sounds like Jesus is just saying, hey, cheat your way to the top, right? Buy your friends. Is that what y'all heard? Oh, okay, good. Well, I don't have to preach then. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. No, I'm, I, clearly that's not the point of the text because he goes into it afterwards and just really tries to clarify the situation that like what is, what is happening here is really what do we do with the stuff we have? Are we honest about it? Are we dishonest about it? Are we using it for the, the things that are, are bringing life and wholeness and goodness? Are we using them in different ways? Are we, are we, the stuff that we've been entrusted with, are we using these in a way that can actually bring life and health and goodness into the world? Or, or are we dishonest? Maybe you relate to the owner, the one who had all the things, you know, and then gave it away to a dishonest manager who lost, Bernie Madoff the stuff away, you know what I mean? And next thing you know, your stuff's out the window. Maybe you relate to the one who was the dishonest manager. Maybe the one who, maybe you messed up a little bit. And you're like, oh, crud, what do I do now? I lost a job selling 
frozen yogurt when I was in high school because I was giving free yogurt away to my friends. I still feel bad about that, you know? I still feel that in my soul. I would, oh, you're welcome, Doug. Come on, man, give me free yogurt. <laughs> I still feel bad about that. Still feel bad about it. Or maybe, maybe you feel like the one for whom you've been burdened by debt. And then suddenly you get that lifeline, that stimulus check in the mail. You know what I mean? Where like suddenly you're like, oh, I could use that at this point. You know what I mean? In all of these situations, these things that come through, there, our relationship to this is to say, what are we doing with all of this stuff? Maybe we have it. Maybe we're entrusted with it. Maybe, maybe we've lost it and we're in debt. Maybe we're all in this thing together. And, and it's often that we talk about these things in terms of blessings. You know, we all use that, you know, hashtag blessed. You know what I mean? Like this idea of blessings that, you know, and here's what we typically, here's the problem. We typically think of blessings as like the extra stuff. You know what I mean? We think of blessings as like the extra thing that came in the mail, the, the extra little bit of time. Oh, I was, I was blessed with a day off this week I wasn't looking for. I was blessed with a little bit of extra time. I was blessed with a phone call. We think of it as the extra stuff. But here's the thing about blessings. Blessings is not the extra. Blessings are the everything. Everything is a blessing. The Air you are breathing right now is a blessing. The sunrise over the, over the city is a blessing. The, the food that you eat is a blessing. The, the, the fact that you can go to your tap and turn on and get fresh, clean water, that is a blessing. The fact that you have access to food, healthcare, and education, everyone in here does, that is a blessing. And not only that, but you have uniquely been blessed as well. You, you have gifts given to you, abilities that are given to you that you are now called to use. I think the key that we want to think about in this whole text is this one word that we, we heard a couple of times, and it's the word shrewd. Did y'all hear that word? Did that pop out to, to you? Shrewd? How many people still use the word shrewd anymore? I don't, I'm not sure if I've used the word shrewd in my life. You know, it's, doesn't it sound almost like you're inserting, insulting somebody where you're like, oh, that guy's such a shrewd. You know what I mean? Just has this weird feeling. So we had to think about what do we mean when we talk about shrewd or shrewdly? We're really talking about are we using our gifts? Are we using the things that we have in a way, in a clever way, in a wise way? Are we using the, what we are given? Do we have a context of understanding what we have and how we are using it so that we are bringing the outcome that we want to have happen? Now, the dishonest manager was shrewd because the stuff that he had wasn't his and he was smart enough to use that stuff to help bring in about a consequence that he wanted, right? So he was smart, he was smart about the stuff he had and was able to get the result that he wanted. But we, children of light, we mess it up because we think it's about the extra. We think it's about the blessings. We think it's about all the other stuff that we have in our life when really it's all about you being the blessing. You are the blessing. You, children of light, are blessed. You have gifts and strengths and abilities. You have the life that are, are called to live that life in such a way to bring an outcome in the world. Just like the dishonest manager brought an outcome into the world, but in a dishonest way. Shouldn't we be smarter about how we use our gifts and the ways we use the, we, the you that you are, the we that we are to bring an outcome that brings life and health? 
But you missed it, children of light. You missed it. What we're about is doing the thing, doing the thing that brings the outcome. And it's about putting first things first, the outcome of what we want, the outcome of the gifts that we have to bring about a fullness. Now, the outcome that we're seeking is a vision of God, the way the world is supposed to be. Every single one of it. If you ask every last human, they will have some concept about how the world is supposed to look, right? We should all be taking care of each other, correct? We should all be loving each other, correct? We should all be supporting one another, correct? We should all be letting the person merge in front of you on the highway, correct? (laughs) Correct? (laughs) I went too far with that. Right? Isn't it funny how it breaks down? It breaks down. Shouldn't it be about this vision of us all being every single, we have implanted in us a sense of how the world is supposed to be. And when we put that as the first vision, not what the dishonest manager did, but when we're clever and we use the gifts that we have to bring about the vision of God. Just a small example of this uh, about the way, um, so I, I wanted to be an actor and a rock star. You've heard that story before. Um, so I used to want to play guitar, be in front of people, sing, get all their, you know, and I wanted, and I eventually sang for hundreds and then thousands of people and had albums and traveled the world, and, you know, did, did those kind of things. But then my life was wrecked when God said, I don't want you to sing for other people. I want you to sing for me. And I was like, oh, crud. And so now I'm a rock star when I play preschool every Wednesday <laughs> for 200 kids. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, playing for those 200 kids brings me more joy than when I played for 5,000 people in an auditorium. It really does. Because to see the light come in their eyes, to see them with joy, to see them jumping up and down and singing, that man, that's the vision of God that I want. When it's no longer about me and it becomes about focusing there, that is beautiful. You are gifted. You have things that God is using you for to bring about the life and health of the world, to be a lawyer. I know that lawyers get stick, but I know lawyers that work so hard to care for the people that are reaching out to them, who want to bring life and health to them, who want the best outcome, not to manipulate the system, although that's part of it, but to be shrewd about it so that the right thing happens, Right? so that the right outcome occurs, right? That's right. Using your gifts that you were given so that the vision of God is that this person who needs help gets the help they need. You see what I'm doing? Do you see how that works? To, to work on, in a lab, you're not just doing this to make money. I know you, John. You wanna make the world a better place. You do. You wanna make the world a better place. You wanna use science, technology, and reason to bring health and life and wholeness. You are using your gifts to bring the vision of God into the world. It is what you are doing, John. You are using your gifts. You are being a blessing. And you're being a blessing when you're using those gifts in your home, in your workplace, and beyond. When I talk about putting first things first, I mean about making sure that that vision is guiding your gifts and skills and blessings and moving them forward. Every week um, at the end of our communion, I'll be up here, Pastor Doug will be up here, we'll be at the altar. And we've been saying these words at the end of our communion. And I get it, I know you're at the end of worship. You're like, all right, we gotta get out of here. We got reservations are in about 15 minutes. Pastor Doug needs to wind this thing up and we need to get out of here. And I gotta go stop by the grocery store, pick up some milk before, you know what I mean? You're like, I love all serve all. All right, let's get out. <laughs> I get it. But we've been saying these words and I want to just call your attention to them one more time. 
because I love what we say here. Um, Thomas, if you could put this up on the screen. So these are the words that we've been saying. We've been saying, listen, as we engage the world, that means as we go out these doors, as we get connected to the world, we want to let the culture of God's reign, the reign that things are supposed to be, the way the world's supposed to be, inform who we are, right? Too often we're like, God, I'm gonna do my thing and I want you to approve of it, right? Isn't that kind of how it works? I'm not gonna let them merge. <laughs> I got a whole car length ahead of them. But when we let God's reign then inform our identity, inform who we are, and it informs what we see, and it informs the choices we make. We're living into the reign of God. And when we're shrewd and creative and clever about the gifts we are so that we see that what we're doing is bringing the reign of God, the vision of God into the world, that is shrewdness. That is cleverness. That is being a blessing in the world. And when we let God's vision of love influence our every thought and action, and when we let God's vision become our vision for life, we're working on all creation to be one. We're working on all creation to be one. It's about putting that vision of God first and then using your gifts and skills so that you are living into that vision. It's making that first. We don't need people just to be nice to each other. We need people to be able to see each other for who we are. And who are you? Who are you? Is, and, and can anything take that away? And is your neighbor a child of God? And is the person you work with a child of God? And the person you're serving a child of God? Yes. Of course. That, because that's how God sees the world. Are you following me? People, are you with me? Yes. Okay, good. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Because this is the thing. This is what it's about. This is everything. About living into this vision that God has and then being smart about how we're living so that we're bringing about that vision of God into the world. May you be shrewd. May you be smart. May you know who you are and the gift you are. And then may you live that gift and the blessing that you are into the world so that all may be one. Amen? Let us pray. Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending on paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out in good courage not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. In the name of love, whose name is Jesus. Amen.